Honda days to you and yours. We are coming live from our apartments. Uh, myself in Manhattan in BBD apartment reveal on the main island. First ever show from the new apartment. How's it feel, Davis? Good. Did like a bit of a frantic studio setup this morning. Stole the soundboard from the studio at the office, and it's good. Feels right. I have a ridiculously big desk that's been getting a lot of talk around the office, but don't think I've mentioned it on a show. You can see this is half of it in view. I uh, am seeing this ridiculous. Is that a wraparound desk? Yeah, big like C-shaped desk built into the wall. I couldn't change it if I wanted to. Right. Um, but it is it was a big selling point uh, because it's just a massive bedroom I've got here. And it's basically two rooms because it's just like where you can see bed. There's there's like an equal amount of room that way. So for a Manhattan apartment, this is pretty giant uh, and I get kind of a home office and uh, and a bedroom, two rooms in one room. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And it's just the C part of it's interesting, because if you just yeah. took out that middle area, it's like, oh, it's a. It's a room with two desks. Yeah. But... In theory, two people could work here, which I think allegedly will happen more than zero times. But yeah, well, happy for you. Happy that you're on the main island. Uh, also setting it up for the people that are watching. Uh, we we cleared out the office uh, with COVID stuff going on, and the holidays approaching. Anyways, we just said let's uh, let's get out of here. Uh, let's get out of here. So. Uh, appreciate you guys. Obviously, the technology when we do that is just a little bit different, but we'll uh, we're here. We're going to be talking. I'm I'm actually going to get the tweet out right now. NFL is hot in the streets. I'll say that playoffs question mark. That's a tease in the industry. Uh, Joe Johnson came back last night. Want to talk about that? Uh, ISO Joe is back. Uh, was there another big sports news? Noodle getting his uh, shakes on on the side. Pro Bowl stuff all happened. There's a bunch of NBA names coming back. Oh, yeah. We go over all the Giants Pro Bowlers. Um, annual segment. Annual segment at where we go over all the Giants Pro Bowlers. Uh, BBD new apartment reveal. Uh, so, yeah. That's that's going to be it. We'll keep it pretty high and tight. I have a bro of the night prepared. Don't always have that. So excited mm. for the people. Um, let me get the chat out and then we are fully operational. Um, 
Happy Honda days, BVD. Are you excited at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, in theory, if the if the Nick game happens, I'm going to that on Christmas. That's right. The, I guess I guess it might not happen. Did NHL hard stop? That was the rumor we heard in a group chat, and then I've I just took that word for it, but hadn't seen it anywhere else because I don't yeah. seek that out really. Hockey. Yeah, let's take let's take that as gospel. It is nuts. Um, I mean, turn on any NBA game, and you're going to see a lot of people you don't know. Um, it's it's crazy. I think the Nets roster is up to fifty percent is now in COVID protocol. You just you turn on every game around the league, and it's we used to have this sticker shock to it, but like right now, I think Luca and Giannis like they're in it, so. Uh, it's chaos. We'll see what we'll see what Christmas Day looks like because that's supposed to be the NBA's big, like that's kind of their big announcement day that they're back. Um, I'm assuming they're still gonna they're still gonna roll it out there. I just don't know what it's gonna look like. Uh, the Joe Johnson stuff was pretty cool last night. Uh, Twenty years between his first Celtics bucket and his last Celtics bucket. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Is there any baseball BBD since we last, since we last baked and quaked? Oh, we did uh, the show Walter stuff. He's Mets manager. Yeah. A's hired Kotze, which you haven't really talked about anywhere. Cause a little bit of what you're supposed to say. New guy. Deep dive into that for a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, that's uh Go get him. Go get him, Marcotze. Exciting stuff for sure. Um, they're about to. Tr- I was going to say specifically about- Yankee land. They, ha- they filled out their coaching staff. Don't care. About to trade everybody. Their two best players in Oakland. So uh, no baseball, cold in the streets. Very interested to see what January looks like uh, for the baseball world. I think, uh, BBD, I know we were dancing around a, a guest of ours that we like a lot and the Wake and Jake people like a lot. I, I, I had a decent idea. I'll have to text that to you before my brain forgets. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, spring training, February 26th. So I think we can wait on that a little bit for now. Let's go into the football because NFL, <laughs> I mean, talk about life gives you lemons. Uh, there's an NFL game on every day, except last night. And tonight it kicks off again. Niners Titans, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great game, by the way. Uh, Niners are eight and six Titans, nine and five. It's in Tennessee. Niners are so sexy right now. They are a three point favorite in Tennessee. Um, and of course, no Derrick Henry still, I guess we should, uh, <clears throat> Since we last talked, there's normally not a lot of NFL to update you guys on, but there's four games. Uh, Raiders beat the Browns. Uh, Talk about an ugly game. I like giving ourselves credit sometimes when we don't even deserve it, Davis. But um, the Raiders needed this game. The Browns would have been first place in the NFC North, AFC North, if they won. And they were up late. The Raiders put, I'll put a drive in quotation marks. They kick a field goal at the end. Uh, Was it Garrett Gilbert? 
twirling the pill for them? Or is that? No, that was Washington. Excuse me. I mean, that's where we're at in the NFL right now. If anyone's seen those charts, this was Nick Mullins, big dick, Nick. Um, 20 passes. His stat line ends up actually being okay, which again, I think is another little feather in Stefanski's hat. Um, but yeah, the Browns, if they won that game, they were first place in the AFC North. If they lost, they were last place. They are seven and seven. They give up the field goal at the end. Raiders stay alive to a degree to make them seven and seven. It was kind of the, which team needs this more. And I mean, the Browns, they lost their top two quarterbacks. So it's almost sad that the Ravens only the Raiders only won by a field goal, but that's, that's where they're at at this point. Um, they're just, I mean, talk about your weird year, man. I know we've talked about Gruden and Henry Ruggs and everything, but that, that team is now like, I, I don't know. The Raiders make me uncomfortable. What do you do with that? Just everything. Just like not into any of it. Just like take, take off the rest of the season. Um, tough for the Browns. They, uh, cause I think they are a good football team. COVID two quarterbacks at that point and they go Packers, Steelers, Bengals. So like their record could end up in a real tough spot. Uh, depends Fair. when they get healthy and the, the rest of the AFC North beating each other up, but that's kind of it, man. Yeah, just, just very easy to see that team and ending up seven and 10 and it's just all been kind of weird. And even, you know, even if they beat the Steelers, which they sure can, but it's at Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, just that uh, that Raiders one. We'll see where the Cleveland Browns season finishes. Again, they're seven and seven. Like Stefanski, it would be like a code. It would be a trivia question on here. Like what's the NFL coach's name that Jake says the most on here? It's Kevin Stefanski. Um We'll see if they can find a rabbit, but I mean, you got the Packers this week in green Bay and that's to go to seven and eight. So I, I think in Brown's lore and maybe we'll have to hit up our Chris Rose at some point. I think that Raiders game is going to go down as a like, damn, that was it's when, it, when it ended. That was the opportunity, man. Uh, can you get that, you get that and you're eight and six and very easy to say, oh, we'll get one of Steelers or Bengals the last two weeks. And... Right, or even both. Like, if yeah, you beat the you could Steelers. You get both, but you can bank on one of those. You beat the Steelers, then that Bengals game essentially probably became a playoff game. We'll see. That division ain't dead yet. Like, all of them have guaranteed losses coming up. Like, the Ravens and the Bengals play this weekend. So one of them will go up. And then I think the Steelers might be playing the pack this week. So, like, there's still going to be a lot of losses in that division. Um, speaking of a lot of losses, the Chicago Bears, uh, they dropped to 4-10. and 10. They get a touchdown late, which really did not matter. Uh, Vikings are 7-7. Seven and seven. They continue to be a somewhat sexy, scary team because when they're right, it's really good. Um Dalvin with another solid performance. I mean, they just did enough. It was in Chicago. They're up 17 to three for most of the game. Bears get a score at the end, but uh, Bears are bad. Vikings, seven and seven in the mix with those bottom uh, of the NFC teams. Let's see who the Vikings 
Vikings finish up. They host the Rams. I think that's one of the premier games this weekend. They're at Green Bay. Uh, and, and then they have again. and then they have the Bears again. So they're. If you beat the Rams, you got a pretty good chance to get to nine and eight. And I think the question in the new NFL where we haven't done this before is what does nine and eight really get you? Is that going to be a three way tie for last place? Is that going to be? I don't know. I don't know if you're a, if you're a Vikings fan this season. Well, let's see where it goes, because if they get that seven seed, they're going to be a very, a very sexy pick. Uh their team, you wouldn't, uh, if you're the two-seed or whoever's lined up against them, you feel a little, oh, we got stuck playing those guys because they're just talented. They're they're really talented. They're, uh, they're the seven-seed if it's today. Her cousins came in to take them over the top. Uh, Rams beat the Seahawks. This was the death of the Seahawks. We, uh, I was hopeful Seahawks were up 10-3 in this game, and I thought they could, they could make a scare down the stretch. Uh, and then the Cooper Cup show started going nine catches, 136, two touchdowns. Told you guys last week what he's doing is now all time. Like he's, <laughs> it's an all time wide receiver season. I saw my guy Dan Orlowski saying, When are we going to give Matt Stafford credit uh, for Cooper Cup's all time season and Calvin Johnson's all time season? Um, I'm going to wait on that. I'm going to wait on that. Uh, I might give those two guys the credit first because um, I think Matt just might be. He helped. He helped. Cooper Cup's entering like rare, very rare air of <laughs> wide receiver, white athlete. Like, it's just he hasn't done this. Um, hmm. And then Eagles beat Washington. Uh Jalen Hurts has the Eagles at seven and seven. A lot of his stats look really good. Uh, Washington, this was the Garrett Gilbert game. This was the Garrett Gilbert game. And that's maybe what Washington fans will remember. As their season kind of ends in the Eagles, seven and seven, they go, Jesus, they play the Giants and the Washington football team again. So the Philadelphia Beagles. Might have to yell at our Bobby Skinner, who I think his giant side blinded him before the season, saying that the Eagles were going to stink, stink. Uh, yeah, um, I believe uh, he said, like, any of these teams can win the uh, the NFC East, but Eagles would be the easiest bet to be the worst. Yeah. I think. As I was uh, listening to Russillo this morning. Mm. He, uh, he was reading some, like, preseason articles about Eagles being one of the worst positioned teams so uh, a lot of people, I think a lot of people are eating crow on the Eagles a little bit, at least a little. Yeah. I mean, Sirianni, the head coach, I don't think he exudes confidence if you're watching from the outside, but look at some of Hertz's games. Uh, some of like some of the stats, he was 20 for 26 last night. Um, like not a big turnover guy. He's for a young quarterback. He's having a really, solid season that at least you can say like, Hey, if we do everything else right around them, we're, we're going to win some football games, which that's kind of the goal. So that brings us into this weekend. Niners Titans watch it tonight. Why not Christmas Eve Eve 
eight twenty p.m. Obviously, um, when would a game sign? Uh, fantasy football playoffs. I do think uh, the Niners are missing their running back. He's on the COVID list, but that means Debo Samuel is going to get the ball more. Which, by the way, watch him. Know him. He's a uh, Scott Van Pelt. You might hear about him later. Was watching last night's Sports Center late night. Sometimes too old and sleepy for that. First nine weeks of the year, Debo Samuel rated out as like the number two wide receiver is him and Cooper Cup. And then since then, he's been one of the top running backs in football because hmm. that's what the Niners needed. So when you think about valuable players and what guys can do in this league, like Debo Samuel, I'm telling you, if there was an East Coast effect on him, a, he's got a fun name. Uh, and B, he's gross. So excited for that. Dante Foreman's been getting a ton of carries for the Titans, kind of like him. He's thick, thick king. Should be a good game. Jess just scoffed at me when she heard I called Dante Foreman thick. So hmm. <laughs> that's uh one of the one of the one of the work from home's perks. Saturday football, Christmas Day, Merry Christmas, Browns and Packers. We'll see who's cleaning it, slinging it for the Brownies. I, I'd assume Baker would be back. I think. Um, Thought I saw he was going to be back, but there's so many updates every day with people going in and out. I don't actually know. We'll get we'll get R and D on that. Either way, they're playing the Packers and Lambeau, and I just don't think it matters right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, big stage, 430, Lambeau. Uh, Devontae Adams is about to go over 100 catches again. Rodgers' stats are video game stuff. Uh, if you're the Browns, you just hope Nick Chubb can do everything, which brings me to a conversation. Looks like Baker will be back. Makes sense. That makes sense. Mm, the Kimmins defense um, both about to be cleared. Talking Giants in the chat. Uh, just a little exercise for you and your friends to play at home this holiday season. If you grabbed 11 of your friends, and you know it could be a mix. You could have some of your friends who are more athletic, some of your friends who are less athletic. If the 11 of you lined up on one side of the field, and 10 yards back, there was Nick Chubb holding a football. No blockers. No anybody. It's just Nick Chubb. How do you think you and your friends would fare on bringing him down? Uh, I'll let you discuss amongst your friends. I brought it up with a couple different friend groups. I don't know. One, we really didn't have any size or speed, and it gets tough. Um like you really need three to four people to somehow get to Nick Chubb at the same time. Otherwise you're not bringing him down. And then I don't know, it becomes some fun strategy because you got to move as a zone together. You really got to make it work. You have to contain around the edges, spend an odd amount of time thinking about it. Um, and again, maybe it's a good exercise for you. If you're, you know, sometimes we forget, how incredible all of these guys are as athletes hmm. that I think Nick Chubb and 11 of your friends 
Nick Chubb may be scoring a touchdown from the 50 yard line a good percentage of the time. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just nuts to think about. I'm, seriously, line up your friends. Get the get the five seven guys, get the six foot skinny guys. I don't know where you put everyone. You're trying to get them to run into your two big friends that are 6'3, 240. But it's uh yeah. it's a tough, it's a tough one, man. You said you said literally everyone at him. I think he's a cut away from turning that into like another one-on-one matchup and then he's gone. And if you try to break it into small segments attacking him, it's tough. You need We're doing this in the office a little bit. Yeah, we did it. And you know, we had a nice crew. Me, Jimmy, you, Zach, and Luke was there. Luke like was no there. one's no one's a big guy. Uh, I'm so you big. gotta be you gotta be willing to get absolutely popped. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. And if you have a couple big boyfriends, that's awesome. But Nick Chubb is also probably faster than anyone you've ever met. So if you only have like, you need at least like three big boyfriends. Cause even that, like yeah. any one-on-one with any of them, he's going to win. So you need to so coordinate. So like we, I don't we talked about this in a group chat. We were talking about basketball specifically, but like, football it applies to like any like any d3 player is tremendously better than any of us and they would all they're all worse than everybody in d1 basically and almost everyone in division one is worse than almost everyone in the nfl and some guys in the nfl suck so just such a big talent gap i mean i uh one of my lower moments i was in a thanksgiving flag football tournament and this all-american d3 kick returner was just dicing us up um, and I just, he lateraled a ball. Like I finally cornered him and I was about to get him and he lateraled to a teammate going the other way. And that guy scored a touchdown <laughs> and I just, I just popped him. I just, I lost my cool for a second. He kind of respected it though. He was like, Oh, so you care at least. Um, and that almost makes me hate him more, but at the same time, respect it. I don't know. Um, this holiday season play. How many of us does it take to take down the chubby this holiday season? Um, so that's yeah. a Saturday afternoon game. Colts cards. Colts cards. That is Saturday night. Another premier matchup, more or less. Cardinals. I say more or less because the last two weeks they've stunk. They're still one-point favorites in Arizona. The Colts, meanwhile, are probably the hottest, highest-rising team in football right now. Jonathan Taylor, seven pro bowlers, um, seven pro bowlers, which I, I see talking giants in the chat right now. And I posted it last night, but man, man, I know pro bowl pro bowls don't matter. Like it's, it's, it's similar to all-star games. I mean, especially once you have guys start pulling out and it's the end of the season, like some of the quarterbacks that end up making it to the pro bowl, um, it's, you know, a, it's a little eye opening. It's nice, but yeah, the amount of merit that finally gets put into it at the end of the day. But like I say, with all stars, like, you know, if you're a five time pro bowler, I think that means something. If you're a 10 time pro bowler, I think that consistently means consistently getting like, that if you're good be some and your designation for like got in in the first round of stuff or something. But and basically the thing we've said about baseball, which NFL has is they have the all pro teams. So like that's their that's their unit of measurement. Um, you know, NBA has the all, the all NBA teams. We have, 
the LJM team. So that's how we make that work. Um, that man, when you do really think about it, so what I just said about the Pro Bowls, it doesn't really matter. You start getting into the depths of some players. So if the Pro Bowl, if you've got 50 guys on each sideline round there, and then you've got people withdrawing because they're either, you know, you've got some Super Bowl guys, you got some old guys that don't want to do it. Like you're getting into the top 125 players in football and the Giants don't have any. Like that's, and this has happened two of the last three years. I don't, I don't know, man. Last year they had a lot. Yeah. And like I, I know Ro- wasn't Rosas the kicker. When was that? Was that-, uh, that would have been a little longer ago. That would have been think, a little while uh, ago. I mean, Dano might have made it because he was good last year. He's good this year. Too. Done. Good kicker. kicker. Yeah. Like Bradbury. I'm sure he made it. And then, like, right. He was really good last and year. And Ingram, even though he was the worst tight end in football, oh, made the Pro yeah. Bowl. Evan Ingram. I love me some Evan Ingram. Uh, so, yeah, I know, I know it doesn't mean the world, but it's still just kind of eye opening that at the same time, why do people like the Indianapolis Colts? They've got seven guys that you could probably rank amongst the top 100, 125 guys in football. Um, interested to see uh, both of these teams right now. If they get behind, I think they're in trouble. Kyler Murray just doesn't look right. Uh, I love my short king, but he does not look right right now. Yes, Noodle says hi to the chat, as always. Um and then Carson Wentz, like, what what is he at right now? He was five for twelve last week in a huge win for them. So is he finding a sweet spot of being able to make plays when they need it? Is the team just good enough that Carson Wentz just needs to stay out of the way? I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's going to be fun to find out. Um, and again, I, I say it every week, and maybe we just need a a, a phrase for it. It's definitely not Avarex. Um, just just the flow of the NFL. Like, uh, I doubt the Cardinals are going to lose their next three games, Colts, Cowboys, Seahawks. If they beat the Colts and the Cowboys, <laughs> those are two of, like, people's favorite NFL teams right now, and they very easily can. They'd also get rolled. So this is a big game for Kingsbury. He's been getting a lot of shit. Um, and Kyler, man, I, I hope. That ankle's feeling better because he just hasn't looked like the same dude. So that's your Saturday slate. Let's get to Sunday and we'll see when I miss the Broncos. Oh, huge Broncos game this weekend. Awesome. Um, Lions, Falcons, no. Uh, Go, Lions, go, basically. Uh, Why not, right? 2-11-1. Uh, golf god slinging it falcons i guess they can salvage a season and land at eight and nine but what what does that do for the greater good you know um i don't know go lions go like let's let's get the lions hot to finish the year that would be falcon seahawks packers again Damn, dude, you got to go from Atlanta to Seattle, both road games. I'm not going to feel bad for the Lions. They still stink, but we're going to root for them. Um, what else we got? Ravens-Bengals. So this is the game for the AFC Norris. This is probably your prime 
your prime 1 p.m. Sunday game, little Christmas, Christmas Day hangover. Uh, winner of that game will be nine and six and very much in control in the AFC North. Uh, we'll see. They don't know about Lamar yet. Huntley looked really good at the end of the other game. In Cincinnati, this feels like a huge game for the Bengals and where they want to be. Um, I mean, it's just tricky. The Ravens have played in so many big games, and you you have to believe in Harbaugh as a head coach. But Cincy, they could really put their stamp down and kind of be like the we are we're back. Like this is this has a chance to be our division for the next decade. Big Ben's out. Um, you know, Lamar's there and the Ravens are there, but with what Joe Burrow's done this year, and you still expect him to get better. Uh Bengals in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hopefully our Kelsey Winger doesn't go in there to curse the Bengals again. Mm, bad idea. Still never got an answer on that. Yeah, what was that since the weekend? I'm going to have to hit her up again. Uh, Rams, Vikes, we talked about that briefly in Minnesota. Rams are still favorites. Um, maybe a little Vikings sprinkle there. Rams, Rams have somewhat fixed their stuff. Remember how bad they were a couple weeks ago, and now they're beloved again? Uh, just seems like this game means so much more to the Vikings. BBD, Cooper Cup stat line this year. Mm. 122 receptions, 14 touchdowns, 1,600 yards, and he's got three games left? Like, three to go. Like, three good games. He could get to, like, 150 catches. Um, <laughs> wow. Good for him. Good for him. First-round pick next year, Cooper Cup. Watch out for that. Another... Good 1 p.m. game. Bills, Patriots. All right. We got a football weekend coming up. Bills trying to redeem themselves from the win bowl. Patriots, two and a half points favorites. Feel like I added too many S's there at the end of words. That happens. The, the nine and five Patriots coming off their loss to the Colts. Uh, man, if the Bills don't bring it, God. God, that'd be brutal. Uh, I think they will. I, I really do. I think I think Josh Allen is good. I think the Bills have have a lot of talent and a lot of pride. And losing that win game has to just be so. It's got to piss you off as a football, as a football player. Like the the difference in that game was one run play. Like it was kind of like a high school, a bad high school football game. Uh, and yet Bill Belichick is kind of the maestro of that. And the Bills run defense, I think, is horrible. I think they're the only team in the league that's given up four runs of 40 yards or more. Might have to check that stat. I think that was a Bill Barnwell special. Uh, shout out to Bill Barnwell. Sexy, sexual man. Lou Ellen in the chat. Feeling good. Feeling great. Jags, Jets, no. No, no, no. At MetLife, uh, Go Jets, to be honest. Get another win. I think Sal is out, but uh, no, doesn't deserve to be talked about. Eagles, Giants. I mean, this is so talking Giants. Giants having no pro bowlers, tying it all together. The Philadelphia Eagles, the team that 
I do think if you if you pulled around the league, the Eagles probably would have been a bottom five talent team. The Eagles are nine and a half point favorites against the Giants. That's big in the NFL, man. That's a huge spread. In division. Oh, short week. You see a lot. Short week for the Eagles. True. So bet the Giants. Let's go. Uh, no, no, don't, don't touch that game. Bucks, Panthers, no. Uh, again, in comparison, Tampa is ten point favorites over the Bucks. The Panthers are the home team there, but uh, yeah, the Panthers are just in a spiral. Their offense is so so bad. Bucks will roll. Chargers, Texans, nope, nope. Chargers ten points favorites. Seahawks, Bears. Both of these teams have probably quit. No, thank you. So at the 1 p.m. slate, Patriots, Bills, Vikings, Rams, Ravens, Bengals. Yes, please. 4 p.m., we only have two games. And I think they're also going to be fun ones. Steelers, Chiefs. We'll see how long my Steelers can hold up with the Chiefs. Uh, Again, weirdly tied myself to the Steel Curtain. I don't think they can win this one but it might be closer than the seven and a half point spread, or at least for a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I don't actually believe in that, but I, I hitched myself to their wagon for some reason. Uh, and then the other four o'clock game, my horsies, the Denver Broncos play the Raiders in a, and I don't know if you need to watch that game. Uh, Broncos, no Teddy Bridgewater playing this week. And it's in Las Vegas against the Raiders, and it's an even line, which is basically Vegas saying both these teams stink and we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, seriously, they're both 7-7. Seven and seven. It's in Las Vegas, no Teddy Bridgewater. The over-under is 41-and-a-half. Like, ugh, go Broncos. Pony up, baby. Win it for Teddy. I don't know. The nightcap. Sunday night. It's like no identity. Yeah, I mean, my Broncos run the ball. Car slings a lot, but I don't know if it's a good identity. Like, combined with everything else they do. And it's kind of that speech I gave about the Broncos the other day. You know, you could say they're 500 or you could say they're the 12th team in the AFC. So we'll see. Get to eight and seven. Let's go to the playoffs. I'll go out to the game, Broncos. That's probably not true, but it sounds nice. The night game, Washington football team and the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really need that. Dolphin Saints on Monday night. Kinda, so it's an early same story as the Broncos game. Yeah. I mean, both seven and seven saints just beat the bucks and looked awesome over under in that game is 38 and a half. Uh, get your football started early. Enjoy it tonight with Niners Titans Christmas day. Browns Packers Colts Cardinals should be games minus Packers could dominate that one pretty early. And then you've got really good 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. slate. So if you have to uh, family, push stuff till Sunday night. I know that's not going to work. 
because Christmas is before that. But a fun weekend of NFL football. I think we're going to get a <laughs> David Matthew Taper in the chat said Bronco defense is solid and horse bleep mm. <laughs> lock is going to go off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Drew Lock. I don't know. People were really mad at him the other day, like oddly mad at him uh, for throwing a couple bad passes while they were behind and had no hope. So I didn't. I didn't necessarily have that, but happy for him as we wind into the end of the NFL season. Uh, anything else there, babes? Nah, and Cardinals, only thing I was going to say, they're kind of just the least confident 10-4 and four team you can imagine right now. But It's true, man, and I'm like Kyler currently kind of on my shit list just literally as fantasy loser, and he's been playing bad. But again, they win, they win this one against the Colts, currently like America's darlings, and they got the Cowboys the week after that, so they, they still very much control their own narrative. Literally every NFL team has had a bad stretch this year. Chiefs, yeah. Bucks, like literally every team. So you you got to give them the leeway for now. But yeah, in Arizona, they, they got time to to flip the vibes. But uh, just right now, it doesn't feel good. Win this weekend is not the chance to fully flip it by the time the playoffs get here. But do it, Kyler. Need you. Need you. Kyler's right. It's like the uh, most fun guy to watch. But yeah, he was so fun earlier this year. I think his ankle's jacked up. Yeah. Um, no Hopkins again. He's out till the playoffs. So, weird vibes. One of the best players in football. Yeah, I mean, that's that ties in. That ties in. I know people People were flashing a, a Ram stat that all of McVay's teams with the Rams have been, have been worse later in the season. Mm-hmm. But also... Uh, I know one of those years they lost Cooper Cup and the team fell apart. And at the time, everyone was like, yeah, you know, Cooper Cup's important to that team. He's their slot guy. Blah, blah. Look at who Cup, Cooper Cup is now. I mean, now that we know this and you put that in there, that's a very different loss. That's a very different loss than slot guy Cooper Cup. Um, bowl season's happening. If you see a good game, put it on army, Missouri last night actually was fun. Um, be honest with you. No, no army, Missouri was a fun game last night. I will say that. Uh, but yeah, other, my heart doesn't have that. UCF Florida is on tonight, which in Tampa is a big deal. Gasparilla bowl. Jess is from Tampa. She just waved. That was a nice moment. We just had. All of us had together. Looks like she's leaving. Where are you going? Getting her nails done. Happy holidays. Uh, Beebs, there's there's some NBA, but kind of like we talked about, it's a lot of COVID tied to it. Um, and the stories are fun, and I, I do want to talk about them a little bit on some Bro of the Night stuff. So we'll see what we miss. Uh, Derek Rose out. For a while, ankle surgery, that stinks. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, the COVID stuff is crazy. Crazy. Um, let's get past that. We're making noise again. 
we will go to the comment of the day from last episode. We were talking about Buck Showalter. Packers clinched. We're up to 4.8 subs. Thank you, guys. Happy Honda days. Um, you guys are the best. I ask you guys to bake the algorithm. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Click the thumbs up button. Still making odds amount of noises. <laughs> just <laughs> tossing. We're just tossing ice over there. What's happening? Uh, she's very beautiful. Love her very much. Um, Al Atkinson on the Jets offense gimmick stuff. That's right. We talked about that a little bit. The Jets had the one fun lateral play. Uh, Al said it for years. The first NFL team to hire a consultant to implement 5% of rugby strategy and skills for some lateral plays will own the NFL for a season. Al, that was beautiful because when I say, yeah, let's throw in some lateral trick plays. Let's stop calling them trick plays. Nobody listens. Nobody cares. When you say implement 5% of rugby strategy, that has like knowledge behind it. So, yes, Al, we are now a team in Al Atkinson. That's huge. I'm stealing that. Like, I'm going to use that in an odd amount of conversations. Um, Let's see, Brian, I feel like Buck being in Arizona, New York, right before the championships is similar to Mark Jackson and Colden State. Yes, I mean, that would be the counter argument, right? Like if if two teams were taken over by. By someone after Buck and they go on to win. Then you can point a finger at Buck with the Yankees. I don't know. I don't know. Those teams in hindsight seem lined up for some rings. And like we said, Jeter gets hated on because of how good the team was around him. So that's, that's tough to put on buck D backs. I would have to actually deep dive into the roster and changes and all that. I don't know. Yeah. Timeline for a Joe judge firing seems inevitable. You'd have to ask the talking giants guys. I don't know. BBD. Do you want that? I, I mean, Look, I liked Joe Judge after year one. I'm comfortable with whatever, but it seems like Gettleman's out. So the simplest thing is let new GM pick a new coach. But if the GM's cool with Joe Judge, I'm fine. I think I'm fine running it back. Yeah. And I like they need a, they need a new real offensive coordinator, but I like the, I like Patrick Graham on defense. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't hate the coaching situation specifically, but I, but I think Joe Judge just had a bunch of weird quotes and stuff this year. He's been a little boony. People are <laughs> people have been have soured on him, but a I kind of don't care about boony. that. It's tough. Um, and then Trevor Jones says, "Just got to disagree with the rhetoric. The managers don't matter." <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, said some other stuff there, but you're absolutely right. Like. analytics stats obviously are more involved in the game but like the manager position has been around and is around in every walk of life Hmm. uh how, how much it's been like put down and i don't know i think baseball's fighting back larusa baker buck everyone just says they're old but they're experienced like yeah, like, it's not as much about their 
like actual bullpen management decisions because those come from above. It's not about like tactically as much anymore, but if they're still very important, and, and like just, if they're I, a part of everything, some of the stuff we know about, you know, how the analytics on like your body performance and stuff like this guy's going to need a rest day. Like let the manager know their guys on that. Like if, if you've got a guy who's really banged up and you got to give him the off day. Good. If you've got a guy that's banged up and you know, is going to play through it and it's a sore ankle and it's not going to get worse and they're hot right now. Like I, there's just so many things that the manager has to be on the pulse of that has been taken away that I, is is going to come back. It, it already is. It already is. And I think, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for baseball. So thank you guys uh, for commenting, liking, sharing, subscribing. You guys are the best. Um, as I have alluded to a couple times, uh, I have a bro of the night that I want to talk about coming into the show. I've mentioned their name. Uh, might be a little okie doke from what you think. I was watching Sports Center last night, Scott Van Pelt, and he talked about Joe Johnson. Um, and by the way, people, the Joe Johnson stuff is really cool. If you don't know why, he's 40 years old. The NBA is a young man's league. Go turn on the NBA. Like, if you're not a regular NBA person, turn on a game. And you might be surprised how young some of these dudes look. I mean, there's, you know, there's 20 year olds in the NBA. And like, got, you, I was about to, to pause it. Like, what percentage of the league, like, can, can't legally drink? Like, at least like 20%? Uh, 20 feels a little high. Maybe 10, know, like a, one or two guys on each team, something like that. Something like that. Between, but, uh, you know, 10, 15, I, I don't know. Like if you brought it up to 23, like age yeah. 23, I think you, you start getting like a chunk of the league. And, you know, that's still young. Um, Joe Johnson is 40 years old. Um, I think he was a six time all star. Tom Ace is talking in the chat three times. Seven big three MVP winner. I think it was you're right. I think it was six straight seven time all star game, which again doesn't mean everything in the sport, but you know top 30 guys in basketball that does mean something uh joe johnson really good ball player and i think the thing that i always come back to and it's you know twitter and it's sports fans and it's before twitter it was getting into arguments at bars or cafeterias or group chats or wherever you talk sports sports comes down to like passion and what you're about and passion gets shown in a lot of different ways, like Kawhi Leonard, essentially a robot. Hmm. But that's because he's so passionate about winning and like being successful. Like in a way, his robotness, which would come off as being not passionate at all, is as passionate as possible. Like he's putting every ounce into operating that way to be successful and to win and it worked for him. Uh, we see passion in a lot of other ways, obviously fist pumps, yelling, let's go slapping the floor that's how guys become your favorite player you know at, at different ages in life joe johnson he's 40 years old he's accomplished everything 
he <laughs> he is a dream. If you told every high school basketball player that you could have Joe Johnson's career, not a one would turn it down. Even if you're the number one recruit, like there's one or two. You're going to have the guy that thinks they're the next LeBron. Joe Johnson has lived out a dream, a dream, and he's earned it and he's worked hard and everything. Awesome. Star player, role player, the league kind of changed around him where the ISO Joe became the funny thing where the league went from ISO ball to team basketball again. He's 40 years old. He got signed by the Celtics. I'm interested to see what happens with all their COVID stuff. Like, is he around to hang or is this just going to be a 10 day thing? The stat that popped up was (laughs) the longest a person has gone from getting buckets on the same team. Like Joe Johnson, I believe he was drafted by the Celtics, right? Yeah, he got 40. He's traded during his rookie season, it looks like. I'm looking at his basketball reference. So I believe it was about 20 years. It was 20 years between like his day. Yes, he was traded from Boston to Phoenix his rookie year. Between 20 years between games for Boston. And I think it was, what do they say? It's the longest span for a player to get to get a basket on the same team so many years apart. It's the longest gap by any player by five years. Um, so, A, that's a little fun because, I mean, if he had signed a one-year with Boston when he was 31, you lose that stat and it doesn't matter. But Joe Johnson's out there doing it because he loves the game of basketball. And that's all we want from these dudes. Like we always, we look for the guy on the, ah, they don't care. Why does it, why doesn't that play a care? Hey, they all care so, so much, but there are dudes that care on a different level. And I mean, I always say this, you know, whenever I see Fernando Rodney chucking it in, in, uh, the, the Lydum league. Or, or wherever he ends up pitching. Like, we look at Fernando Rodney and we're like, I don't know, kind of chubby, throw, throws the baseball, gotten a lot of big saves, big outs. Joe Johnson, you're like, yeah, you know, all-star, made a ton of money playing basketball, great ball player. Like, do you think Joe Johnson's made $220 million playing basketball? <clears throat> and he signed up to get two minutes on the Celtics last night. At 40 years old, middle of like another surge in the pandemic that's ravaging the league. Like, (laughs) yeah, like he, you know, he could he could very easily say, I'm staying at home. I'm I'm so done with this. Instead, here he is. Uh, So, you know, when we talk about athletes and if if they love it, if they're passionate about it, you know, we as fans, we're rabid and we're passionate, right? You know, don't tell if you're a basketball nut, don't don't ever pretend that you care about basketball more than Joe Johnson. Um, And the long winded part of this. Is not. That Joe Johnson's getting my bro of the night. I'm giving it to Scott Van Pelt. Uh, Because, man, 
I don't get the chance to watch his late night sports center a lot. But when I do, it is entertaining. It is sports. It is beautiful. There are so many fun facts and good information and good highlights and silly stuff. They showed Pat Connaughton. He got whacked in the face twice last night. It was hilarious. <laughs> One of the defenders went flying by on a pump fake three. The defender's foot caught him in the face on the way by. Unreal. I've never seen it. He got absolutely rocked. Couple plays later, he's in the paint, gets an elbow to the face, other eye. Um, and then they showed him draining three. And it's kind of like, again, sports, entertainment, fun. Also with the competitive passion, everything else. Um, just every time they were talking about something, it was fun and beautiful. And I, uh, I don't understand what goes on at ESPN for them to not to have SVP Sports Center be their number one their number one show and not try to replicate that more. But I very much appreciate Scott Van Pelt's doing that. So in a way, he just stole the bro of the night from Joe Johnson, which is pretty fucked up. It's messed up. I'm glad it happened though. Uh, I'm actually giving out a bro of the night to Joe Johnson. Mm. Um, it's a bro bra because bit of a bra on me when I was in my edgier uh, early college high, late high school years and I was liking I liked having NBA hot takes I would pretty frequently throw out like well Joe Johnson's just the worst seven time all star ever which is still true but mm. someone's got to be the worst of the seven time all stars yeah Um, but I like uh, not that I'm sorry I'm 24 so not an old man, but an older me is like, oh, well, I don't care uh, yeah. that he's the worst one. And then, you know, when we're talking about him I'm looking through his uh, first few player transactions when he was traded from Boston to Phoenix, uh, traded for Tony Delk and Rodney Rogers. Mm. Uh, then the Suns, when they traded him, he was traded for the pick with, uh, he's traded for Boris Diaw uh, and the picks that became Rajon Rondo and Robin Lopez. Um, both still playing. So fun names there that uh, that I wanted to highlight. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, we do it with baseball a lot. I know. I think James Smythe posted one the other day that linked. Uh, what was it? He he linked the Aaron Judge draft pick. So it starts with mm. Swisher. Um. God, where did it start? Yeah. I don't know. It starts with Hideki Arabu. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, every yes. every now and then that one goes. Smythe, that one makes the rounds, but Smythe uh, had like the good, like exact summary of it. I'll try to find it and, and read it. Yeah. Basketball's got that too. Tony, Tony Delk, man. I yeah. they the, Expos traded for Hideki Arabu from the Yankees. Yankees, so Yankees received Jake Westbrook, who they traded for David Justice. They traded just Justice for Ventura, Ventura for Proctor, Proctor for Betamit, Betamit for Swisher, Swisher to Cleveland. The compensation pick becomes Aaron Judge. I have something kind of mean to say about Tony Delk. Um, when I was playing video games, NBA video games, if Tony Delk was on my team, I was just kind of bummed out. Mm. Because he didn't have like a skill. It wasn't like didn't you have shoot really well. Tool. 
It wasn't like you you dunk really well. It wasn't like you pass really well. It was just like you're it's not why I was playing the video game. Mm. So I'm sorry, Tony Delk. Like, let's hash this out at some point. Um, tough. Yeah. And video games, uh is and it's become the trend in like baseball scouting too, like you want a carrying tool, but in video games, especially basketball ones. You want to have a guy and you like, no, that's what you're going to do with him. BBD, if I, you know, if I get locked up with, you know, and I saw our Maddie Mass in here before, you know, one, some, some of our editors at the company. It's so fucking funny that video games have turned out to be kind of right. In NBA and football. Mm-hmm. In NBA, you'd get the teams that would shoot really well. And you shoot three-pointers. And you're like, this is badass. I can it's come back points. from any deficit pretty quick. In football, Madden used to throw it a ton. Used to go for it on fourth down. He said, that's not football. It's fucking video game. Now look. Now look. So it's, I don't know. I don't I don't even know what I what what that video would be if I worked with the editors. Um I guess it would just be me yelling at the generation yeah. before us, but do kind of a um do a fun green screeny thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure that out. So great bros of the night, PPD. Great bros of the night. Um almost I mean Joe Johnson ends up after getting it getting a soul and he steals one from SGA because he has a triple double and a win over the Nuggets, who aren't actually missing very many people. So just the real Nuggets team, SGA, triple double and Thunder win. Good player again, but not I, getting it, it, the night. It was late, but again, SVP he just did it so well. I mean, he talked about SGA and how he that guy deserves more respect for what he's doing. The Debo Samuel stats, like where do you think I got those from? Hmm. Um, he uh. He is so, so good at it, and um, I know it's not easy to do, but the, the fact ESPN doesn't try to replicate that more, um, I, I just don't know. And they ended with a, a segment called Boo or Woo, where Scott Van Pelt and Stanford Steve booed or wooed different holiday things, gingerbread houses, sledding. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh, so wait, we can do the sports and then have fun? Mix it all together. Hmm. Huh. That is nuts. That is really nuts. It's like it's what that company was built on. Um, all right. I'm gonna turn it off. It's the holidays. Uh everyone in the chat, Lou Ellen and her army. You guys are the best. I uh, love every one of you. Thomas Vander, Whelan, Jake. My mom thinks you're cute. Needed that. Guys, watch everything on John Boy Media. Uh, an all-time JJR yesterday. Uh, the Chris draft really got out of hand. No other way to put it. Um, talking baseball was a lot of fun yesterday. We got talking Yanks coming up. So many other things. Rose rotation. What else is there, peeps? Farm to fame always. Yes. Lab had a pitches draft. Yes. Uh, Shea Stitch did their Mets Mets pitcher draft. It's all good. 
Happy holidays. Love everyone. Love you guys.